0: Hey guys, today we are talking all about the power of community, building your community, growing it, and ways that you can do that both on and off of social media. Today's guest is Lindsay Pinchuk. Lindsay is an award-winning entrepreneur, consultant, and community builder. With only $500 in her pocket and a baby in her belly, she left her high-power job as a magazine publishing executive and founded her first company. She turned a profit in year one, eventually growing that company to seven figures in revenue and her community to over three million users. Today, she works with individuals, brands, and companies, both large and small, to tell their brand story, grow their communities, and ignite their business both on and offline. Listen in as we talk about why your community is your number one asset to grow your bottom line in your business and how to use different opportunities like press, in-person events, virtual events, and strategic partnerships to grow your brand and your community online. And stay tuned for part two of this conversation, which will be airing next week on Lindsay's podcast, Dear Found Her. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook, and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. So
0: before we jump into the topic today, talking all about um, building your community and your brand on and off social media, I would love to give you a chance to just kind of introduce yourself. So tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, of course. So, my name is Lindsay Pinchuk and I am an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years. I'm also a mom of two amazing kids and everything I do in my life is because of them. Um I live outside of Chicago and about a dozen years ago when literally a dozen years ago when I um when I when I was pregnant, I started a company called Bump Club and Beyond and Bump Club and Beyond really stemmed from my own experience as an expectant parent. I showed up and I started talking about being pregnant. You have to remember this is before Instagram, this is before Snapchat, this is before TikTok. Like this was Facebook personal pages only and like LinkedIn. And I, I started sharing my journey as a pregnant mom and we started host, I started hosting events because I wanted community and support for my own pregnancy. And I knew no one at the time who was pregnant. Funny enough, all of my friends, we all have rising sixth graders. Mine is just the oldest. So, we started, I started hosting events here in Chicago and ultimately grew that community to hosting events in cities, in 25 cities across the country. We were working with brands such as Nordstrom, Target, The Honest Company, every baby brand. I was a spokesperson for Huggies. Um, and I ended up, we were reaching three million people a month through all of our platforms, and we were generating seven figures of revenue year over year for the last five years that I owned the company. And in 2019, that leads me to the next point. In 2019, I sold my company to a large agency holding company where I worked for two and a half years. And then I exited in the summer of 2021. And I exited because I wanted to do my own thing again. And now I have a consulting company where I work with both big brands and consult them on their own community building initiatives. And then I also coach smaller entrepreneurs and female founders on building their building and monetizing their communities. I also have a podcast, which Natalie, you're going to be on. It's called Dear Found Her. And it's my twice weekly letter to female founders on growing, scaling, founding, growing, scaling, and hopefully one day selling your business. Um, so that's what I do. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Um, I always love hearing how people get started in business, right?
0: Like just kind of their thought process and what led them to, to jump in. Um, and I would imagine that played a huge role, just your desire to, Hey, I'm pregnant. I want to have a community of other people around me. Cause I don't have anyone else who's here with me right now, um, on this journey. I'm sure that played a huge role in
1: just why you're so big on community, right? I mean, yes. Like, it's funny because in the moment I didn't really know or think that I was building a community, you know, it probably was like five years before I was like, holy shit, like we have this amazing community, you know, and, and I was in it. So it's kind of hard when you're in it to like, see what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I mean, my company didn't start as a company. I didn't plan to be an entrepreneur that wasn't, that was not in the cards. I had a job that I really liked. I, I worked at Hearst, I worked for good housekeeping, selling ad space, and I loved it. Um, but it really was the community that came first. And because of the community, and because of how much we grew and because of how much they trusted me and Bump Club, we were able to grow the community into a viable business. So yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to just like dive deeper into that. So in your opinion, why
1: do you feel like community is such a vital piece of growing a business? So it's funny with bump club. And then now with Lindsay Pinchuk 2.0, I have seen and lived and still see every single day that people want to buy from people. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they are not necessarily interested in buying from a brand. And it is really the brands that have the communities and the personalities behind them that do so well. And those are the brands that you hear about all the time. But in terms of Bump Club, so I started this community and at first it was like, you know, we had 50 people, then 100 people, then a couple hundred people. You know, we were collecting their emails. We were talking to them over email. We were talking to them at the events. But we hosted like two free events at Bump Club before I ever took a dime from anyone. And that was kind of like the the groundwork for the community that I was building. So I had these free events and then I was talking to people and I introduced myself to people and I was sharing my story with people. And then I was emailing people. And then it was like, oh, and I'm going to host this event and it's going to be $50 for you to come. Well, that event sold out because I had a community that was connected to me, that was, that trusted me and we built upon that, you know? And so when you show up every day and you put your community first, which is what I did then, would I did it for 12 years. And then I'm doing now, I don't show up to and sell all the time. You know, I mean, do I, talk about what I do and my offer and how I can help people? Certainly. But I show up and I serve my community now as a marketing consultant, the same way I did as an expectant mom. I showed up, I shared my knowledge. And if I didn't have the knowledge, I found the knowledge, you know, and Mm -hmm. honest to God, like when you do that and you build a community and you build a connection and you engage with these people that are trusting you and are there for you and have subscribed to you, they will become your customers and they will transact from you. And it's really when you when you show up and you don't put them first and you put your own interests first, that's when people start being turned off and they walk away and they're like, ugh, you know, and like I can think of so many content creators or influencers or even influentials, as I like to call them, who who make bad choices in that regard and I stop following them because mm-hmm. I'm like oh they're just like in it for the business you know and it shows yeah it
0: shows yeah. yeah absolutely and it's so interesting because what you just said there it's just highlighting the thing that turns people off is not selling the thing that turns people off is, I can tell you're not actually interested in me. Like you don't actually care about this community and this this audience that you're growing. You're just trying to collect people to sell to them, not build a community to then serve them through selling. Like totally Correct. two different things. Um so many people get
1: it twisted though. But well, think it's funny. The selling piece. Like but I didn't like like I said at the top of the conversation, I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was doing that when I was doing it. To me it yeah. was just very intuitive. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was like, oh, you're you're. I, I very vividly remember after my second Bump Club event, people were like, well, what's next? We bring in a speaker, you know, and so, of course, like, though, I, don't if know. <laughs> I bring in a speaker and we have a dinner. There has to be some kind of monetary transaction. Right. So, right. you know, it, I but I listened to them. They wanted that. They wanted the speaker and, and and it led to a very natural transaction and everything was just very natural. It was never forced, mm-hmm. never felt forced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that stands out to me from just how you got started was you built the community, which, you know, wasn't intentional. It was kind of accidental before you had anything to sell. And that's something that I see so many women get stuck because they're like, well, I can't build my Facebook group or I can't start showing up on Instagram because I don't have anything to sell. Like what? And I'm like, so <laughs> like, that's a good thing. Like just build
1: your audience and show up and let them get to know you. That's. And, and also let them like share with them your area of expertise. And, mm-hmm. but that's how I started Lindsay Pinchuk 2.0. I mean, yeah. you know, I left bump club. I didn't have my podcast yet. I knew I would consult. I had a couple of like consulting clients, but I didn't have a coaching like methodology yet. That mm-hmm. actually came from that came from feedback that people had given me. Um but I just started showing up on my Instagram talking to female founders, talking to entrepreneurs and sharing my tips and my advice and my lessons and that's what I did. And and mm-hmm. more people started gravitating towards me and over time I created the products, which I sell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's the key there too, is just starting, right? Like not thinking so much about, yeah, like, well, how do I start and what, like do something.
1: (laughs) If you have an area of expertise and you want to start servicing people through that area of expertise get online and start talking about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very evident on my Instagram page where that happened. Like if you go on my Lindsay Pinchuk Instagram and you scroll down, you will see about a year ago. There's a, my logo is like across the, the grid. And that was on purpose. My Lindsay Pinchuk Instagram prior to that was a personal account. Um, people followed me because of bump club, but I really kept most of my stuff on bump club and, but all of a sudden I had to change over my account. Right. So, because I didn't have bump club anymore and you can see very clearly where like I changed over and I started showing up in my, with my new brand and my new information and eventually, you know, created a course created marketing or marketing consulting packages, created coaching packages, but that came with time. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another thing I would love for you to speak more into is you talked about listening, like with starting to show up,
1: listening, tell us more about that. You have to listen to your community. I mean, you very well could think that, you know, what you, what they need and that, you know, that you want, you want to do something right. And so you want to put it out there and, and whatnot. If you're not listening to your community, that is like the death of your brand, because You could think something is an amazing idea and then you put it out there and it totally falls flat and you need to know when to shift and when to pivot and your community will tell you that. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's not just their reaction to you, but it's being proactive about getting information from them and listening to that information, like putting up polls in your stories, asking them what they want, asking how you can help them you know, it's not just, I can help you X, Y, and Z. You want to say like, you can learn this by X, Y, and Z, or you can do this by X, Y, and Z. It's not I, 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 it's you, 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 Mm -hmm. and you need to show up and ask them what they want and then deliver that because sometimes our sometimes our gut and our intuition is spot on, but sometimes our antennas are tuned in the wrong direction. And it's really important that you, that you listen so that you know that what, that what you're putting out there into the world is the right message and the right information for your community.
0: Right. Right. And I think, you know, I speak a lot about trusting yourself, trusting your gut, like as far as getting your message out there, it's like, you know, not getting stuck in overthinking and well, how should I say it? It's like, okay, if this message keeps coming to you, like someone probably needs to hear it, like trust that, you know, you can deliver the message in which, like in the way that it comes out. However, I have personally experienced many times where it's like, I used to get stuck in overthinking and even now I can easily get stuck in overthinking where it's like, Hey, I'm just going to go ask my community, right? Drop a poll in there, which one resonates with you or which training would you like next? Like it's so easy. Um, but I think it is really important to just have that at the forefront of your mind. Like, listen, ask people, don't do all the talking.
1: <laughs> and Exactly. I mean, I always say you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Like <laughs> it's, I mean, so you can listen and yeah. your community is your greatest source of information mm-hmm. and you need to show like on day one, it is so important that you show up with that notion of Mm -hmm. listening and asking them for their feedback. Even if you're only getting like one or two people at first responding, it's training them that you are there and you are listening and you are showing up and you do have their best interest in mind.
0: Yeah, correct. And I, you know, I, I'm glad that you Mention that, like most likely if you're just getting started, you know, starting from scratch, showing up with a, a new message or a new business, yeah, it's going to kind of feel like cricket. It's like you're asking questions and you might not get many responses, but like you said, it shows that you're holding space. It's like, Hey, I'm listening. I care. And eventually you're going to start seeing that momentum and seeing people engage. Correct. Um, yeah, totally agree. Um, so once people have the community, right, they're starting to show up, they're listening, um, how can they really um grow that community and really nurture that community?
1: So there are so many different ways that you can grow and nurture your community. And the way that I kind of put it with my client, the way that I do put it with my clients all the time, is you have to tie it back to your content. And you know, you and I talked about this before we kind of hopped on. Your content is your number one marketing tool, but a lot of people think that content is purely social media, and it is not. Yeah. And that is very important to note. Your content is everything you put out into the world. So this is content. You and I are making a podcast and I will use this content and I'll put it in my newsletter and I'll probably splice it up and put it on social media and you might give me some assets to share as well. You know, but this is content, right? Your website, podcasts, press, live events, your email, um, partnerships, and your social media. All of those things really need to be working together in order to make sure that you are growing and building your community. You want to have the same messaging across all of them. You want to really pull that needle and the string through all of those different assets and make sure your content is lined up and make sure that you're saying the same messages and that you're sharing them in all of these different ways because that is how you're going to grow ultimately.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the the saying that brings to mind for me is create more than you consume, right? Like creating stuff, um, which you know, you look at newer entrepreneurs and it seems like this, you know, concept that is easier said than done, right? Um, and I've I've experienced that myself as well. Like I think about my first year in business where it was like, yeah, I want to show up and, and put stuff out there. But I did not. Um, from your experience, what do you feel like holds people back from really
1: pouring into their community and creating content and just putting value out there? I think as an entrepreneur, the biggest, the biggest hurdle is the fact that there's so much to do. It can feel very overwhelming, mm-hmm. and I hear that a lot from clients. They're like, "Well, oh my god, like, but there's this and there's TikTok and there's LinkedIn and I don't know what to do and my email and oh, uh, there's like so much." So. Yeah. My response to that is you need to really have a good process and system in place, because if you're going to create a piece of content, like it could be this podcast, let's say we have this podcast. Well, my process is I get the podcast from you and I have a 10 step process that I utilize to extend our interview, my content, my thoughts and what I've what I'm sharing right here across all of my content. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not just creating the content. It's repurposing the content, but it's not just repurposing the content. It's having a process to repurpose the content that doesn't eat up your whole day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you start feeling overwhelmed, people shut down, you know, like you shut down, you're like, Oh God, I can't do this. Right. So for me, I get a podcast, whether it's you and I doing this, or you doing my podcast. And I, create X amount of assets for social media. I will put it into an email and I reuse every single thing that I'm doing. Like if I create a reel, I'll put it on TikTok. I'll maybe put the video on YouTube shorts. Who knows? You know, It depends on what it is that I'm doing, but I have a process mm-hmm. and that really helps. It helps to make sure that I'm not burying myself.
0: Yeah. 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 Do you, do you have any guidance for entrepreneurs who are newer? And even that idea of repurposing sounds overwhelming. Like they're, you know, beginning stages and they're like looking at TikTok and Facebook groups and Instagram and like,
1: ah, (laughs) my biggest advice is don't go down the rabbit hole and spend all your day trying to figure out social media. Okay. Pick, start with one. Start with one platform that you want to do really well and then add a second. And I do think it's really important to add that second because I think it's important to test your content in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so to only be on one platform, one social media platform doesn't really help you to see what else is out there or see what else might work or how it might work differently. So I do say start with one, add a second sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. and start repurposing your content back and forth between those two. Yeah. Okay. And then when, once you kind of get it down to a science, then maybe you might add an email Mm -hmm. or maybe you might add another social platform and, you know, you can build on that. And the better you get at producing the content and splitting it up and using it, the, the easier it is to put it out into the world in multiple ways. Right. Right. Um, I, I tell my clients the exact
0: same thing in terms of like start with this and then build on one thing and the next thing. It's just, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in overthinking when you see all the options, right? Or, you know, we could relate that to anything. Like if I'm looking at a project and I'm looking at the whole big thing, yeah, I'm gonna be paralyzed because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so many things to do. Um, so I love that advice of just starting with one thing and then building on another and building on another. And it is interesting to see you spoke to kind of like testing out your content on different platforms. I've even noticed, um, you know, for example, like my Facebook profile, my personal profile versus my group, I can share the same content between those two places and certain stuff gets more momentum on my page versus my group. Like it's just so interesting to kind of experiment and play around with that. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's really great important. Advice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it helps, uh, helps you avoid feeling discouraged. Like I'm showing up and I'm creating all this value and I'm not getting traction. Like it seems like people aren't listening. Well, if you add in another platform, like once you've got things kind of up and running in one place, it's going to give your content more of a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you spoke to just like content being really kind of zooming out, looking at the big picture, right? Like it's not just social media. Um, cause I, I want to kind of circle back to this as well. I see so many people get stuck in the weeds of social media where they're not creating something outside of that. So let's talk about that a little bit when someone is ready to step outside of social media, cause it is a really great place to get started, right? We're probably already on it but you're like, okay, I started showing up on social media. I need to create something else. Um, What are some ways that they can get started with that?
1: So first and foremost, I think that live events are really a great place to get started with that. And when I say live events, I, yes, you can like host an event at a place and have people come and and whatnot, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that. It can be like a zoom, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a webinar. It can be a networking meetup on Zoom. I mean there's so many different things that you can do to connect and interact with people off of social media. And that is I think the big that is the big thing I want to point out off of social media. And you know I it's funny. I taught a class. I've taught it twice now. Taking a little break for the summer, but I've taught it twice and one time I taught it on Facebook in my group on Facebook and one time I taught it on Zoom. And I will tell you that it was so much better on Zoom. Wow, And it it was so much better because I was able to see people's interactions. I was able to, you know, not just take questions from the chat. And Mm -hmm. and so again, that goes back to me saying off of social media, like Mm -hmm. figure out ways that you can connect with people out of those platforms. And I think that that's, that's, you know, using live events to grow your community. It also allows people to see you in a different way. Yeah. You know, like they're so used to seeing you on social and your stories or your posts or whatever, however it is you're showing up on social media. But when you are able to interact with people either on a Zoom meeting or at a live event, that is a way that you can grow your community. For example, I was a part of a, an event last night, actually, for female founders, and I, I moderated a panel and it was four founders. We came together. We hosted this event. It was like um we had cocktails and we had like networking and then we did this panel. and For me, I was able to grow my community because Mm -hmm. there were people in that room that I didn't know. So, you know, if you partner with other people that are in your niche or that complement your business and you host some kind of event or a networking event, either online or in person, you are sharing each other's audiences. And then you are also putting yourself out into the world in a much different way than you've ever been seen before. And it allows people to connect with you. I came home last night. I had multiple new followers on my social media. I had people sharing things on social media that also led to new followers and it really is a chain reaction.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And you know, it takes a certain mindset to be
0: able to do that. Again, I think back to newbie Natalie and I remember feeling like I had to, um, I don't know, like protect my space. Like it was this feeling of I am in competition with these people. And well, I understand both sides. I've heard people say there is no such thing as competition. And then other people saying, well, actually there is. Totally get both sides of the coin. The point being that you have to have this certain mindset of, collaborating with other people, even if they are in, you know, we're both in marketing. Yes. Well, we're collaborating It benefits both of us. Okay. But guess what? You
1: and I are, are both individual people. We have our own businesses and there's enough business to go around. And you know what? Someone who might work with you might not want to work with me for a certain reason and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. so it's also that, right? Like when you are a service-based business, people are buying you. And so you need, that's why you do need to show up as yourself always because they need to know what they're getting. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: that's the thing. It's like you, you have to, when I, when I speak to the mindset, it's like, you have to be really grounded in the clients that are meant for me are going to work with me. Like I don't have to fight, you know, mentally to kind of elbow my way to the front to get attention from the right people, because it's like, they are going to find you. They're going to resonate with you. And exactly like there's going to be people that resonate with me more than you or other way around. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's just, there's my people, there's your people. Like there is more and than your area of expertise around. is different than my area of expertise. Right. Right. And
1: that's something too, that like, to your point, like, but it's share, like us being on each other's podcasts is a great example of a partnership mm-hmm. because we're sharing our audiences we're sharing our communities and my community is going to gain from you and your community is going to gain from me and that's what entrepreneurs that's how they need to start thinking right right and it's so much fun honestly as soon as I started my podcast and started doing
0: interviews I was like oh why did I not do this sooner like it's you're you're you know, sitting at home working by yourself all day long to get to hang out with people. And it's like, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee and having a great conversation. And I have spent you. my
1: entire morning on podcasts today or yeah. having, you know, interviewing for podcasts or being on podcasts. And it's been the most amazing morning. And, it, and you learn something as a host every yeah. single day. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. I love learning from, you know, the guests that I bring on my show. So yeah, so much fun. So like, beneficial in so many ways. Um, And I love what you said about, you know, bringing it back to building your community um, off of social media. It doesn't have to be in person necessarily, um, but it definitely could be, you know, if that's something they really want to lean into. Yeah. So I would love to hear you talk a little bit about press, because I know that's something that you've um, had a lot of experience in and so I'd love to learn from you just kind of about how people can really lean into press to build their brand and build their community
1: yes so it was funny when I first like about a year into bump club I had someone approach me that I knew and she said you know I'm starting a new PR agency it's just me and a partner and we would love to do your press like you're you're so great in front of audiences and we feel that this could really help your business and you know, obviously it's an investment and not everyone has the money to invest, but I share this because you don't need a big agency. And so like you can hire a freelance publicist for a couple of months to help you get some press. And what that does is it builds your credibility. You mm-hmm. know, the minute I was on ABC7 in Chicago, well, then NBC5 wanted me and CBS wanted me. And then I started landing other local TV, nat- like TV um, segments within Chicago. And then when I was doing things in Chicago, when I started going to other cities, they were pitching me to other other outlets in those cities. And then people started seeing me as an expert in the parenting space. And I would be called by the Chicago Tribune or I would be called by Chicago Magazine or the Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine. I've been in all of them like to answer and weigh in mm-hmm. on certain topics within my, within the parenting space. Obviously now, yes, I'm always going to be a parenting expert. That's how I built my business. I am asked more now about entrepreneurship and business than I am parenting. But when you have a press placement, it's also important that You really maximize that press placement. So it's not just about getting the placement and letting it run. It's sharing with the world that you had this placement. It's putting the press logo on your website as seen in. It's sharing it over and over again. It's, you know, a year later doing a throwback and reminding people that you were in Time Magazine. You know, those are the things that are so important because those media outlets carry more clout and credibility than anything else. And I'm sorry Mm -hmm. they do like, I mean, that it is when people are like, oh, you were in the wall street journal. You know, I mean, that is a big press placement. Yeah. I was on access live. Like that was like my first national piece of press Mm -hmm. and you very similar to like partnerships and and whatnot. You use press to build upon press and to get more press. Mm -hmm. And it's really important. I think that you have, you don't have to be constantly in the press, but to you know, every time you kind of have a big shift to do a little blitz and to get a couple of pieces of press to build your credibility and to really create more authority around what you do. Because if someone at a news outlet believes in you, it it, it really shows a lot. And it says a lot about you as an expert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even my goodness, as a podcast host, the amount of pitches that I get, it's like, if I see someone who has been featured, is that the only factor that I put into my decision no. making on who I bring. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. But it does hold a lot of weight.
1: Um, Wait, you know I, what, something else I yeah. want to say about that really quickly. So if you are not ready to hire someone to do press for you, there is an, an a resource it's called helper reporter out. Hero and you can go on Hey Rose website. It's free and you can sign up and basically you can sign up as a source or as a journalist. So like I'm signed up as a source and I get four newsletters twice a day, actually. And I don't always have time to go through them, but one is business and finance. One is lifestyle that I get. I get like a general one and I can't remember what else I get. And so I open these newsletters and it's journalists and they're asking for sources for articles. And sometimes they're big sources, sometimes they're anonymous. And quite honestly, I find that the anonymous sources are usually the bigger pieces of press. Mm-hmm. Um And sometimes they're, you know, like newsletters or podcasts, like you can go in there and say, I'm looking for someone for my podcast on X, Y, and Z topic. And then people, p- people send in their information. So I would say twice a week, I go into Hero into my newsletters and I answer and I you know, send back responses. And I've gotten some really great press, both before at Bump Club and now recently, just sound bites, like quotes, like it's all over email. I had one mm-hmm. interview recently that came out of it and the, the man called me and we had an interview. And then um, I was like the the lead into this big entrepreneurship article he did online. So that's free. Hayro mm-hmm. is free. And so that's like a great resource.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm so glad you shared that you
0: kind of read my mind because that was one of the questions I had brewing when you were sharing that I'm like oh so if someone <laughs> isn't ready to hear that out um I have never heard of that so I am very excited to check that out and I will um, make a note of that in the show notes so that anyone listening can head on over and check that out so thank you so much for sharing that of course um so kind of on a similar note in terms of someone who, maybe they are in a place where they're like, you know, I've, I've been feeling like maybe press is something that I want to pursue. And what Lindsay said, just kind of pushed me over the edge. Um, do you feel like there's anything that people need to have in place to be ready to pursue press opportunities to really like maximize
1: that? I do think if you're going to go you know, on TV, or if you're going to be interviewed by a press outlet, you really should have a really, a strong digital footprint, because if people Mm -hmm. Google you, you want to show up the right way. So you should have a website for your business or for yourself. You should have, you know, your social media handles set up. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and to some degree, you know, I think Instagram is a very important one. I think that Instagram kind of serves as your business card right now. I mean, I, when someone pitches me and I don't know if you do the same for podcasts, but when someone pitches me for the podcast, like that's really the first place I go Mm -hmm. is their Instagram. And I just want to check it out and see what they're all about, because I think an Instagram account says a lot about a person. So, you know, I think it's important that you are all like kind of set up and ready to go if you're going to be in the press.
0: Hmm. Yeah, which totally makes sense. And even just based off of your answer, that kind of puts into perspective the order of operations, right? Loosely, because it's yeah, you know, everyone's entrepreneurship journey looks different, different. But it's like okay, if you're just getting started, you're just starting to share your message and show up on social media. You're you're not, you know, even thinking about press opportunities because you're just getting started and then build your community, right? And then have the website in place, and then you're ready for press opportunities. So Correct. I always love to even just um, kind of put things in, into perspective because I just feel like I've experienced so many times um, trying to, you know, uh, give loving uh, loving <laughs> um, guidance to clients or just community members who are like, I'm thinking about doing this. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Like right, hold on one thing at a time. So, um, which is which is totally natural as entrepreneurs, right? Like we get all these ideas and multi passionate entrepreneurs. Like you just you know, you get this big vision for everything that you want to do. And then it's like, again, the overwhelm can come in when you're like, but well, what do I do first?
1: And, but it's right? important though, to break it down into small mm-hmm. steps and to, you know, make it palatable because when it's not palatable to your point in my point earlier, you get thrown underwater and you don't know what you get, you get paralyzed essentially. Right. So, you know, it's really important to make that list of like, here are the steps that I need to take and the order of operations and go through and cross them off because that's how you're going to further your business.
0: Right, right. Um, I want to circle back to one thing that you said too, when you were when you were sharing about just kind of how you um, experienced that cascade with getting in front of press and like getting these opportunities and one thing would lead to the next. I just want to like emphasize how cool that is to hear, you know, going back to the journey that you've shared. It's like, okay, this just started as I'm pregnant I want other people around me who are also in the same boat. Like you didn't go in thinking I want to build a business, you know, like i want to monetize my pregnancy somehow. Like, you know, it's just I, did like one one actually, I, I did not. And actually
1: I did not. And it's funny because, you know, I always say to people, like, I didn't, create bump club to like be an influencer. And and in Mm -hmm. fact, influencers weren't a thing when I started bump club. And I don't even think that I have like some giant following. I mean, bump club had a massive following. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was much bigger than my personal following, but that's not what I got into this for. And that kind of came along with the territory. And you know, all of a sudden I was like on these TV shows and I'd be on, on TV and I'd have like my friend's parents like texting me like, Oh, I saw you. WGN today or like I heard you on the radio today, you know, and it's like that was part of the territory, of course. But like that was not my intent by any stretch of the imagination. And my intent wasn't really ever to like live a public life, you know, and I'm not saying that like, you know, there are people who have far bigger followings and far bigger, you know, are far more public and, you know, than I am. But I do live a somewhat public life, like to the point that like someone tagged me and some, someone tagged a kid of mine, one of my kids um, at like a day camp a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I had to ask them to remove it because I don't share that information. Right. You know, and, you know, even with my 12,000 followers, trust me, there's crazy people out there. Yeah. And, you know, so yo, no, like this was not on purpose. Like this was just it came along with the territory. Mm hmm. Right. Right. Um,
0: do you have any advice or encouragement for someone who that is an objection to them of, I don't want to like live a public life because I've heard clients and audience members again, say to me, like, I don't want to have a personal brand. I don't want to be the face of my business. I don't want to have to you know show my face. Like they're trying to
1: hide behind a logo and graphics and all this stuff. And I'm like,
0: no one knows who the you are. The thing is, is
1: I think that, that I I don't I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, and that's what I I tell my clients that too, like you have to figure out what your threshold is for sharing. Yeah. And there's gotta be something that you can share about yourself. You don't have to share your kids. You don't have to share your life. Like, you know, I actually, I had Jen Sherman from Peloton on my, on my podcast this week. And we talked a lot about how she has a really good knack for letting people in without sharing her whole life. And that is what Mm -hmm. I feel like I do as well. And that's why I brought it up. Like people think they know me, people think they know everything about me and they know pieces of me, but they don't know. There's a lot that they don't know. There's a lot that I don't share. I don't share where I go to dinner every night. I don't share where I am every day. You know, there's, you have to kind of figure out what that threshold is and what you're willing to put out in the world. Because when you have a personal connection, with your customers, it is just so much better for your business. You know, the other thing that I say to people is like, I have a client who also does not like to like get on like Instagram Mm -hmm. camera. And so we created a plan where she, we created a series of feed posts that like, we're talking about her and sharing things about her and her kids. And, you know, we shared pictures of her family and then we would, we would talk about her life and really her why, why she was doing yeah. what she was doing. I will tell you that those posts were her best performing posts. Right. And so there, you know, you don't have to like get on if you don't, I mean, it's much better if you do. And, and mm-hmm. I, and I do advise my clients to share a little bit of themselves and to connect with people. Right. Um, but I do understand that not everyone wants to. And so I think it's just figuring out what it is you're willing to share and how. Right, right. And
0: you know the fact that you said those posts are the ones that get the most traction, that speaks volumes. I experience the same exact thing. Like when I just feel like there is a story that just keeps coming to mind and I feel like I need to share this, I share it, right. Yeah, but back in the beginning of my business, I used to be like, well, that's silly, like that's not sharing my expertise or that's not, you know, but it's it's like as you just kind of take it one step at a time, like you will, gradually be able to step more outside of your comfort zone right so for anyone listening who is in that place it's like okay we'll start with like what like you said what can you share right now what pieces of your life can you you know do you feel relatively comfortable sharing now um and absolutely like do not feel like you need to show up in a certain way i have you know i know people who are on instagram stories all the time and you know just very much um very involved in sharing their life. Like, you know, every, like, and, and that's wonderful, but that doesn't mean that you have to, because there's also the people that are very much, they schedule out their content. They do share about their life, but it's a lot more distance. You can still
1: have have a connection and actually you might even have a stronger connection to be honest. Right. And you don't share everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's the freedom to do it in a way that works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um well, okay, we talked about a lot in this conversation, but if there was one thing that you wanted to just leave the listeners with and encourage them, what would that be? I'm
1: I'm not, I'm going to talk more specific to community building versus yeah. like starting a business, but Yeah. You know, when you're built this is what I want people to take away. Your community is everything. Hands down, I've started I had a very successful business from building a community and I'm starting a second one that is Escalating at a much faster pace because I now know what I'm doing, and so you cannot look at your audience as an audience. An audience, they consume; they're consumers. They listen. They sit back. They, they that's what they're there for. When you think of an audience, like a concert has an audience, um, a movie has an audience, a community is engaging. They engage with you. It's a two way street, and that two way street leads to customers. And that is hands down like if there's one thing that you take away from this this conversation, you need to engage, you need to show up as yourself, you need to really listen to what your community is saying and you need to be willing to make changes based on their feedback. And when you do those things, your business will evolve at a much faster pace, it'll grow at a faster pace and you're just going to find much more success. And also it's not just success. You're going to find much more fulfillment and happiness because you are fulfilled so much more when you have conversations and two-way interactions versus showing up and sharing and leaving it on the table and walking away.
0: Right, right. Because how easy is it to get discouraged or frustrated when you're like, I'm just doing all the stuff and I'm not getting any feedback and Correct. I'm just doing it by myself. Right. But when you have a community, it's like, you're, you're seeing those light bulb moments. You're seeing people benefit from your content and benefit from the speakers that you're bringing on your podcast or whatever it is like that is encouraging. So on and then the days they where you're with like,
1: you too, when you yeah. have a community, they share with you and they Correct. come back to you and say, look what I did because of you. Right. You don't get that from an audience. Right. Right. Exactly. And it
0: helps you keep going. Like we all have days where you're like, <laughs> why am I doing this again? Like, that's why, that's why you're doing it is, is the community. So
1: yes, I absolutely love that and agree with everything that you just said. So if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Pinchuk. It's me. I respond to everything. And I also have a website, Lindsaypinchuck.com. Everything is there, including links to my podcast. Awesome. Okay. Wonderful. I will put all those links in the
0: show notes as always so that you guys can click on over and connect with Lindsay. Thank you so much
1: again for this conversation. It was wonderful and just so fun getting this chance to get to know you more. Thank you so much for having me. And I cannot wait to have you back on Dear founder for part two. Yes, me too. Thanks so much for
0: listening today. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode and leave a review if you haven't already. I love hearing your takeaways and how this podcast has impacted you and your business. If you're not already in our private Facebook community, I'd love to have you join. Head on over to Facebook and search the Wildly Aligned Marketing group, or you can head to the show description and you'll find the link as well. I would love for you to pop in there, introduce yourself and get to know you a little bit more. All right. That's it for today. I will see you on the next episode.